All right. All right. The timer started. Okay. Podcast take number three. (laughs) Because Angel and I are not good with technology. No, we're not. Um, Introduce yourself first. Yeah. So we learned this the first time. So for those who don't know me, and since this is the first episode, I don't expect you to. My name is Catherine Hurley. I am the owner and the founder of the Leaky Mushroom Moto Ranch. And soon Nick, Sam, and Ben will become co-owners. And we have Angel on today uh, as part of the podcast. She's our media (laughs) event manager, literally handles everything that falls between the cracks of us not doing business stuff. So um, huge thank you to Angel. Angel, do you want to say anything about yourself? (laughs) um not really no (laughs) no i i actually think this is an important time to uh put the distinction out there that i have no idea what i'm doing in this realm um so i am what we call a newbie i'm inexperienced and everything that we're going to be talking about is new information to me essentially so um we're coming (laughs) to you from the standpoints of new person and guru uh, yeah, so I guess kind of obvious industry stuff. Sorry, everyone, because this is the first podcast episode and it's going to be terrible and we're just going to embrace the suck because we've already done this twice. <laughs> so we're going to embrace the suck together. Um, oh, no, I lost my train of thought. Oh, what we're talking about. So uh, the Leaky Mushroom Motor Ranch is like a one-stop shop for for all m- the idea, the like want to be is that it's the one-stop shop for all dirt bike enthusiasts in the enduro and the hard enduro realm. We don't really... Nick is a retired pro-am motocross racer. He's going to have his own segment. He does R&D for the business as well as coaching. Sam does tech tips. Ben is the ultimate wingman and Angel is media. But so for this specific podcast, though, there's, there's some very, very distinct things that went into deciding that we were going to start this journey. So together... We, with you listening to our gorgeous voices or seeing our poorly lit faces on the YouTube. I don't know which <laughs> platform you're seeing this on, but, um, <laughs> so the important series of events is, is we announced that we were going to be going national with our dirt bike clinics for the first time ever. I started the clinics in the business actually started in October of 2022. So we officially just like reached a year and two months, which is pretty cool. And it just started in Minnesota as yes, clap, 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 clap as a dirt bike clinic <laughs> school. Like it was just meant to teach people to get comfortable on a dirt bike. It was never meant to be something big or epic. And it blew up a ridiculous amount. It got wicked popular. Um, and I literally couldn't keep up with it. And it got to the point where people were like, you got to come here. You got to come here. You got to come here. So Angel came on to help us. Angel's a, a graduate of our dirt bike school and she's amazing. She's been the, the wing woman of the year basically. And so we, I put Angel in charge of organizing our schedule for 2024 with just the announcement of, Hey, we've had so many requests from these people to go to other places, tell us where you want us to go and we'll come there, you know, like send us a little message or a text or whatever, and we'll make it happen. And there was a stupid amount of women that reached out from Tennessee specifically. 
Um, and so Angel was in a group chat with them all, with us, with myself, while we were organizing logistics for Tennessee. And I left the group chat for all of two hours. And Angel, I'm going to need your input on this because we, we didn't talk about this on the live. And even though we already talked about it, I need you to say it again because it's hilarious <laughs> how this whole series of events unfolded is that in this group chat, I left for two hours. Angel's in charge of the schedule. And these ladies, I come back into the group chat and somehow I've been voluntold that I'm going to be doing the Tennessee knockout. And if you don't know the Tennessee knockout, it is the one race in the United States that's recognized by the World Series of super wickedly hard enduro. And it's just friggin' moss covered rocks the size of cars for miles and logs as big as houses that are suspended that you're going over in laps. Uh, so, Angel, how and why? <laughs> how and why did we come to this? <laughs> So you were voluntold, but you kind of also semi-volunteered yourself because you said <laughs> that would be so cool to do it. And then you left. And then we were like, oh, that'd be so awesome. Like, you totally should do it. We think you could do it. And then it kind of evolved into I'll be your pit crew. I'll do this for you. I'll do that for you. I'll take care of cooking. Like, you have a cook. You have a masseuse. You have, like, all kinds of people who are willing to <laughs> – just do stuff for you for this. But um, yeah, it just, uh, we did not realize that you weren't there. We thought you were just kind of like, okay, cool. And just letting us talk. And then we realized, <laughs> oh, she's not here. And then you came back and we're like, hey, just so you know, you're doing this now. So <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it looked real bad for me to say no. Like it was impossible for me to turn down the offer that was put yep. forth uh, after reading through the messages. <laughs> But I wasn't going to make it easy. So I said, okay, I'll do it. But in exchange, you have to fully book out both Tennessee weekends. And in that process, it would, it would be stupid of me to not try and promote those clinics myself. So in the process of trying to get media sponsors for this, uh, to promote the event, for those that don't know, I also teach athletes, moto entrepreneurs, um, you name it, how to get monetary sponsorships to pay for the thing that they want or need or are trying to pursue, whether it's just to take the expenses down or they want to make it their full-time job like I did, whatever it is that you want to do, I teach people how to do that. Um, and I, one of the biggest objections I get is, Catherine, it's, it's so easy for you. You know, you run a business, like we don't run a business. So how do we do that? And it came to my attention that this will be the first time in about two years that I will be campaigning for sponsorships as an individual, as a racer, trying to get sponsorships for a specific event, for training up to the event, for some races before the event. And it's just strictly as a racer. It doesn't pertain to getting money to operate the business. Um, so we thought, Angel and I talked about this, that it would be really good and really beneficial to actually do a weekly check-in. Since Angel doesn't have any experience in this, I'm going to as I go through this process, I'm going to show Angel how I'm going through this process so that you can get her perspective on this too. But it'll be really in-depth kind of behind the curtain what all goes on in the happenings, the sponsorship underground. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I absolutely love that name. Like, it's, it's like, oh, so mysterious. <laughs> like, <laughs> um. Yeah, cool. So 
Gosh, this is so weird doing this a third time. I'm so sorry, everyone involved. This is way more fun the second time around, but I didn't have any audio. Um, <laughs> so we'll lead off with, let's, let's go back to the Tennessee, because there's an important thing that I forgot to mention in the Tennessee knockout that I hope, I hope I'm wrong about. But uh, after I found out that I was voluntold for this Tennessee knockout, I went through the rule book because I had no idea what I was signing up for. I had no idea what was going on. And I was like, well, we're in it now. I might as well learn. Um, and I was flipping through the rule book because I have the stigma of like, I'll never sign up for the women's class. The women's class is stupid. It's an open class. You know, there's 500s racing 125s and experts racing newbies, you know, and I was like, I'll never do that. I always race the men's class for the bike class and the, the skills class. Um, and then I found out I was doing the Tennessee knockout. I was like, no, nope, I'm good. I'll take the women's class. I'm, I'm fine with that. I'll just, I'll, I'll take it, please. Um, so I was going to sign up for the amateur women's class. And as I was flipping through the rule book, I was trying to figure out what the deal is for the women's class. And I found out Saturday morning is the amateur women's class. The amateur women show up Saturday morning and if you place in the top 200 people of the Saturday morning race, you go to the Saturday afternoon race. The pro women do not run the Saturday morning race. They only run the Saturday afternoon race. And if you place, it just says, if you place in the top three women, there's no specification on pro women or amateur women. If you are in the top three women, you move on to Sunday. So mm -hmm. <laughs> why? <laughs> to be fair, we didn't know that when we signed you up for that. So, <laughs> but we probably still would have done it anyway, because we believe in you. So you've got a whole pit crew. It's fine. You'll be, it'll be all right. You just have to do it. It's, it's not a big deal. You just have to do it. <laughs> So it's one of those, it's, it's a really hard line to think about of like, do I sign up for the amateurs and hopefully do nothing or <laughs> it's one of those love hate relationships of like, what am I really going to run three hard enduros? Gosh, I, I just don't know. I guess it depends yes. if I hit the top 200 in the first place, but, um, okay. So moving on, I guess, um, wanted to talk about the they're with the sponsorship challenge right of of going out and getting sponsorships for myself there's i really want to talk about the pros and the cons that come with the situation in that um i was born and raised in minnesota i had my entire racing career in minnesota i trained over there i had community involvement that's where i started the clinics everything i've ever built happened in minnesota and just two months ago i moved to california so i know nobody out here. I can barely ride this place because it's this awful, crumbly, shaly kitty litter, but it's lighter than kitty litter, like not the same as Colorado <laughs> kitty litter. It's, it's a nightmare. Okay. There's no traction and it's like air. It's like, you're just riding on air. It's terrible. So not only can I not ride well here, <laughs> um, I know nobody here. So that makes campaigning for sponsorships definitely a little challenging for sure. I don't have the home field advantage of people knowing who I am, but the, the big advantage that I have is unlike most people, I don't have a small social media following, but I definitely don't have a big social media following for total transparency on December 16th, 2023. When we record this, my following is at 6,600 and some odd people. Um, 
which is definitely more than a lot of people start out with. A lot of my students start with about 500 followers. That's, that's pretty much average 500 about yeah, 500. Um, but it's still not considered a micro influencer, which is about 10,000 to 50,000 followers. So, um, there is that. And I guess what I really wanted to do was establish the rules of the game, if you will, about how we're going to go about getting these sponsorships and presenting them to you through this podcast or through the YouTube, if you're watching the YouTube and, and what that all looks like. So are there any immediate pros or cons that I missed that you wanted to, to touch on angel? Um, I think that we had talked previously about making the distinction of you going through this as a business owner being more of a like a pro but then um like it doesn't really necessarily give you a leg up being like the business owner or a coach being that um you don't necessarily get anything from it because we're going to make this the rule that you cannot use the business side of it. So you cannot approach a sponsor as a rider and say, Hey, and then we're going to give you this advertising through our company. No, uh, to this person that you're giving this to the company doesn't exist. Yes. Technically you're the founder and you own it and everything, but it doesn't exist to them. Um, so you can talk about, you know, you coach for it, but it's, you, they don't get anything from the business that's separate. So I think that's the very important distinction we need to make um, is that you're doing this as a rider, as a racer for this specific event. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Um, for my one non-negotiable rule that I have is that I'm keeping her moto as my gear sponsor not because I actually get any benefit from them, because I don't. <laughs> I have a coupon code for people that take my clinics, but that's it. I don't actually get paid from it. I don't have any affiliate commissions. All I get is a nice pat on the back and a thank you because I really, really like that brand and I really support it and, and what they're mm -hmm. trying to do. But the, the big distinction, and a lot of my students really struggle with this when they, they ask, well, I have a race team um, should my race team be the one getting sponsorships or should I be getting sponsorships? And it's very much the same kind of structure when you're talking about a business. It is a lot easier to get sponsorships as a, as a collective entity, whether you're a business or a race team, but you have to understand that they're, they're two separate things. A business brand is separate from a personal brand. So I would be getting sponsors strictly for me and not, not to the benefit of like, campaigning or advertising or or like banners or spectacles that happen like a, a sponsorship deal that i set up was one of the dealers that i got my bike from they could come on site and like set up a canopy with a little cooler to hand out drinks and snacks so that they could interact with the people because building that relationship makes people more like we can't do that but if it's yeah. if it's something like with the gear Gear is, is a very personal brand for me because even though I run Hermoto, Nick as a coach runs you sweet and you have your, your, a shared universe podcast as, mm -hmm. as kind of a pseudo gear sponsor. So I keep that yeah. very separate for everybody. There's no brand sponsorship for that. So that's a very yeah. clear distinction is, is business versus personal brand. Um, 
and for full transparency to everybody, Angel is going to be behind the scenes 100% of this whole thing. She's going to see it from start to finish. So you're going to get the perspective of somebody who's never really heard any of this stuff before. She's going to be behind the scenes. And I don't know how I'm going to do it yet um, because this weekly podcast and updates and stuff are free. But all of these conversations that and the homework and stuff that Angel and I are going to do behind the scenes, we're going to record it or take note of it somehow. I don't know yet, but when I do, I'll, I'll tell you um, whether it's going to be like a membership site or a course, something. We're going to do something so you can get this extra information. It'd be like cheap, like $12 a month or something. But um, yeah, so there's that. It'll be that's the important part is that it'll be there. And you guys will get to see, like, I'm going to have the same kind of questions as somebody who's just coming into this brand new, who would come into a course or whatever. Um, I'm going to have those same kinds of questions because I have no idea what I'm doing in regards to this. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So one of the big questions is, do I need a new social media page do i have to start from zero or am i allowed to use the 6600 followers that i currently have i think you're allowed to use the 6000 that you've got because to me i mean like if you had nothing to do with a business at all and you had that many like you wouldn't have to start from scratch like i have like 500 so if i go follow or you know go try and get a sponsorship right now am I expected to start over again? No, I would hope not at least. Um, that I think that it's fine because you're not, you're not in that 10,000, 20,000 people range. So I think that it's fair to do it from where you're at, because there are people that I've seen that don't have any sponsorships that are like in that nine, 10,000 people range. And like, that's just, them. So I think that's valid. Yeah. Okay. Um, and we already covered that. I'm allowed to say that I'm a coach. I just don't, I can't like say that I'm a business owner or any of that stuff. So then the, the big question that, that is really, I like to establish this one. Am I allowed to say that I'm doing a sponsorship challenge while I'm going after sponsorships? Am I allowed to be like, I'm in a competition right now about like tracking this whole adventure. So, <laughs> or do I, I think, do I keep I that on the wraps? I think that's a personal decision. So I think that, yes, you can, if you want to, um, if that's part of the story you decide to tell, um, then great. But if you decide not to and tell them later, you know, get them to come and talk to us. Let's find out why they decided to get you um, or to sponsor you. Um, you know, I think that's, that's really cool, a really cool dynamic, but um, yeah, I, I think that's a decision that's up to you. If I, I don't know from your side of it, how you would normally approach this. So like to me, I probably would, but I don't know, again, like you have this like blueprint that you have and I don't know anything about it. So I don't know if that's like what you normally would do or not. So I say that (laughs) one's up to you. I don't see that being a conflicting thing, essentially. Yeah. So 
For those of you who don't know, I've been messaging Angel these past three days when I had this brilliant idea of I should track this process right now. I was losing my mind because I was like coming up with different scenarios of, of how this would play out. And I kept trying to think about and make a game plan for what's happening without having this conversation about the ground rules. Um, so I had no, no like idea of what would be allowed or not allowed. And I was like, what if I have to start my Instagram? Like I have this brilliant idea. I could do this. I'm like, Ooh, but what if I have to restart my Instagram? If I have to restart my Instagram, do I have to do this? Like if I do that, is it, is it unfair over here? You know? And there was so much going on that I, I started thinking how I kind of laid this out. I think in my head about what I'm going to do from here is that the story I'm going to kind of tell is right along those lines of I may, I coach for this company and we made this announcement of, Hey, you know, reach out to us if you want to, if you want us to come to a location. And there was an overwhelming presence from the women of Tennessee requesting me specifically, not the other staff, mm -hmm. but me specifically to come out to Tennessee. And in the group chat at some point when I left for two hours, they told me to do this horrendous, incredible race <laughs> um, that I'm sure I'm going to suffer fest ultimately for. And mm -hmm. So there's this big challenge going through. And for that, it would be stupid of me not to sign up for the race because we're building all this hype. We're getting all these people talking about the Tennessee knockout challenge. It would be stupid not to follow through with it, even if the requirements are not met. So I would need yeah. to, I mean, I already have started that training and that, that routine, that regimen already, but it needs to get funded because there's um, the con, another con that I have is that I actually have a job out here in California because I left all of my contacts in Minnesota while I'm rebuilding the business to do national. I have a job now. So I'm going to be prospecting for sponsors with a 40 hour job with an hour and a half commute both ways. So there's, there are some real life scenarios that are happening. This is even though I get paid to do the sponsorship stuff, people like sign up for the courses that I have available, all of that stuff, that's irrelevant to the fact that while I'm campaigning for these sponsors and training for TKO for the next three months, I have a job. So ideally, I would like to supplement it so that I can work less. And um, I will not be counting any of the funding that comes from the business, through the business, through like clinic registrations. None of that is considered funding for the TKO challenge in, in terms of sponsorship. Um, I forget where I was going with that. Did I wrap that up? <laughs> I, I think so. It sounded like you did. Um, I think that's, I, but I think that's also like a really great thing to point out is that you're doing this just like everybody else is. You're not doing this as like a business owner who's also doing this. That is a really important distinction to say you are working a normal job 40 hours a week. Like everybody else who's starting to get into this is doing the same thing. So it's not like you're just sitting there all day on your laptop doing nothing like or not doing nothing. But you know what I mean? Like you're you're actually doing something away from where you can be productive for your sponsorships. So which I mean, essentially is doing nothing. If you're not getting a sponsorship, then what does it mean anyway? So <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. Um, yeah. So, okay. <laughs> that was really <laughs> good plug. Good plug. Um, 
Yeah. So this first episode, I'm not doing a whole lot of self-promotion or any of that stuff just because I don't know where this is going to go. You know, the podcast is going to get posted wherever you're listening to this too. Uh, the video recording is going on YouTube and then we're going to cut little snippets, put it on social media probably. But, uh, like I don't have a link for you because technology, as we've proven with the fact that we've redone this podcast three times now in a row and it's driving me crazy. Uh, <laughs> it's lost a lot of its luster now that that second recording was the one, the one to hear, but my audio but, isn't there. You know, I think so, like. I think though that this is a good thing because even though technology hates us, we've actually uh, we didn't talk about any of this stuff before. So you working your job and everything that didn't come up in any of that stuff. And like I said, I think that's a really important distinction. I think that's that's really good for us to to talk about because you that's a huge hurdle for people. Is I work forty hours a week. How am I supposed to have time to do this? Like mm -hmm. that's, that's a big hurdle for a lot of people. So, yeah. Um, and, and since technology hates us, I don't have working links yet that I can just tell you, like I have them behind the scenes, but it, I was told it was going to take 20 minutes and here we are four days later. So I don't know what's going on with that, but when I do have functioning links, I'll start doing call outs. But in the meantime, if you're listening to this and I don't have links in the description yet, that means you're one of the first listeners. So thank you, um, which means you Yay. probably know who I am already. So if you actually want to sign up for the course that I've, I restructured it, um, its launch was supposed to be today, but the domains aren't working. So uh, you can just send me like a DM or something and I'll give you, I'll give you the link to the $7 because I'm running a special right now. It's a $7 course. Um, and you can do a one-on-one -on -one meeting with me for an hour and a half for $97, I think is what it is. So that's the special I'm running right now. Um, but other than that, this is really meant to just be about this process. I really am not going to try and do a lot of selling. I think I'll probably end it with a shameless plug because I have to, uh, cause it would be <laughs> stupid of me not to as a business owner. I'm not going to lie to y'all, but that's that's that shameless plug for now. So, <laughs> um, Angel. See, personally, I don't see it as a shameless plug. Like, I, I understand, like, that's what people are going to talk, like, call it or whatever. But I think it's super beneficial. I think that everybody that I've ever talked to has, at least in our world, you know, always says, I want to ride dirt bikes for a living. Like, I want to, you know be able to do this more. I want to be able to afford it. Like there's so many things that cause us to not be able to do the things that we love in life. And you have this figured out, you know, you have your blueprint, you have the way to be successful at this. And so I don't think it's shame, like shameless or whatever word you use. Um, I think it's fantastic. I think it's great. I think it's, you know, a lot of the times people feel like they're on their own for this stuff. And knowing that there's somebody out there who essentially has the magic formula to do it. And you're literally, like I said, showing them, hey, this is somebody who's working, somebody who's going through all of these steps, watch it work. Or, you know, or watch it not if you're that skeptic and, you know, you think that it's not going to. Guarantee you, Catherine's awesome, so it is going to work. So, um, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Don't put the juju in the universe. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but no, I, I think that this is, I, I think that this is awesome because there's, there's no better proof than doing something. And this is what you're showing, you know, and, and you are offering to help people do that. Yes. They're going to have to pay you, but you know, that's just how life works, but you know, then they're going to go and get sponsored and they're going to be able to happy, you know, like they're going to be able to do what they want to do. So you're just making dreams come true. Oh, um, shoot. I had a train of thought and it totally ran away from me, right. but it was important. Um, what did you lead off with a lot of people? Oh, um, why, why, why do I charge for it? Um, why do I charge $7? What a stupid amount, right? Like, Oh, you have to pay seven whole dollars. It's a Big Mac or a, a cup of Starbucks coffee. Um, it's because yeah. one of the best things that I'd ever heard is if there's no skin in the game for you, then you won't do it. Um, so it's, mm -hmm. I mean, it's a hundred percent money back guarantee. I'll give you seven bucks back if you really hate it. But the way, the way that I look at it is that a lot of people, when you say that they, they feel alone when they're going through this, a lot of us, this took me a really long time to figure out, we're going after, after like tire manufacturers and gear manufacturers and all these other people. We'll probably talk about this in the secondary, another podcast talking about how to go after sponsors. But I just want to paint this real quick. <laughs> Where we're going after yeah. tire manufacturers, gear manufacturers, bike manufacturers, you know, Somebody already involved in the industry, guts racing with the seats or a cherubies with the plastics. If you're in road racing, you're going after suits and helmets and gloves. Um, those are called endemic brands. And the problem is, is everybody's going after endemic brands and endemic brands only have a set amount of budget dedicated towards this. So you have millions of people who are in love with power sports going after power sport companies who want to give back to the community and can't because there's so many people vying for that money, that very small piece of the pie. So the best they can do is give you a discount, make you happy. You're still going to buy your stuff, but it doesn't pay the bills. So showing people how to be able to go after sponsors that aren't in the industry. Like I've already kind of got a low key game plan for skincare and hair care. And I don't even like that stuff but I, I'm pretty certain that I can make it happen. Skincare and hair care yeah. and all that jazz. Um, because it's important to me to get companies outside of motorsports into the motorsports industry. Cause now we have a whole untapped pool of money coming in to support riders who can give money to the companies in motorsports so that the companies in motorsports have more money to give to the clubs who then have more money to make the races and the experience and upkeep of the trails and everything way nicer yes. and way better. Yeah. And that's something that yeah. I think a lot of people miss. Like that's a missed mark so many times. Oh, I completely get that. So it's really funny that you said that because I was just thinking about this earlier. So you're talking about like skincare and hair care. Um, my friend and I just had this conversation earlier today that, uh, I've seen a lot more women get into riding and stuff lately and like, or I guess maybe I'm just being more exposed to it now that we're, you know, doing all this stuff with the clinics and things like that. So I'm seeing a lot more women. I have always only ever seen women who do not wear makeup, who do not seem to take care of their hair. We're very tomboyish, uh, 
ladies, but there's also this entire group of women who are riding who are gorgeous and who do a full yeah. face of makeup and their hair still looks awesome. I'm like, shout out to Crystal. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent, exactly who I was thinking about. Um, but there's so many women that I have seen. Um, but Crystal was was one of them. That like they're just really really pretty, and they're like I was like, so can you actually like have nice hair and ride a dirt bike? Like, is this a thing? So. I, when you said that right now, I was like, oh, that's a really good idea because I wouldn't have thought about that. And yeah, that was that was great. See, look at you're already and, doing it. <laughs> I, well, and and for people, I assume probably men, um, because as yeah. a woman, the second that I say that to another woman, they're like, that's brilliant. But it, it there's yeah. a, a really long thought process that comes to that because you wouldn't have thought of that. Uh, I wouldn't have thought of that either. Yeah. So I'm going to walk you through how we actually come up with those, those like out of the box sponsor ideas. The next two weeks, we're going to lay the groundwork. And then those out of the box sponsor ideas are going to be really obvious. And you're going to see how that all pans out. And I'm really excited to, to share that with everyone. Um, but I'm so excited yeah. for this. Like, I'm so excited to like learn some of this. Like, it feels like insider secrets. Like, you know, like, <laughs> I should loud or something like that but no I I this is gonna be awesome I feel like I'm gonna learn so much about this and I feel like everybody out there who's listening is also just gonna be like so thankful for the fact that you decided to do this like this is awesome oh well thank you (laughs) um cool I think we covered all the bases did we I think so established the rules of the game talked about TKO a little bit um, had some extra yeah. information this time that we didn't the last time, but it wasn't nearly as fun and spontaneous. So that's okay, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, we decided in the yeah, last episode, think- Angel has announced that we have to end on a dad joke. So yes. unless Angel has more to say. Nope. Nope. You gotta, oh. you gotta do your joke. We, we need a jingle to put after the joke for our, like, tune out kind of sound, but all right. <laughs> Angel, you're already laughing. Mm-hmm. I haven't even said it yet. <laughs> Angel, what did the yes. fish say when he hit the wall? I don't know. Damn. <laughs> that one's one of my favorites anyway i'll i'll leave y'all on that one so anyway Uh, yeah we'll see you guys next week